0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Huttle. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute.
2: Acid indigestion,
1: that's the time for Tums. Always keep them handy, always carry Tums. When you're on a holiday, buy some Tums along the way.
2: Carry Tums, try some Tums, Tums.
0: Packing a picnic basket?
2: Well, be sure to save a corner in that basket for a roll of Tums. You never know when or where acid indigestion may strike at a picnic, a beach party, or a backyard barbecue. With Tums handy, you'll always be ready to fight acid indigestion, heartburn, or sour stomach, wherever you may be. You see, with Tums, you need no glass, water, or spoon. There's no mixing or fussing. You get relief on the spot. So take Tums along on every
1: outing this summer. Suffering from heartburn, spend a dime for Tums. Get on the spot relief with You. M.S. Tums. Yesterday, McGee, Dr. Gamble, and the old-timer began their search for uranium in the mountains of Utah. Today, they're approaching the old-timer's old, old mining claim, 50 miles from nowhere... On the far side of Fishball Mountain,
0: the reason they call it Fishball Mountain is on account of the dry lake on t'other
2: side. As the guy says, when he misses the train every day, I fail to get the connection. So do I. Why did they name Fishball Mountain after a dry lake?
0: Because when that lake dried up, the only way the fish could get from one place to t'other was to reach back, grab their tails in their mouth. Form themselves into balls and roll there.
2: Oh, let's stop and rest. That one was too much for me. Ooh, see. We must have climbed a couple of thousand feet straight up since we left the car. Yeah, after climbing a couple of thousand feet straight down first.
0: Oh, you boys are just a couple of tenderfoots, that's all. Who's
2: a tenderfoot? I am. You. Personally, I love this outdoor stuff myself. Uh, I'm just getting my second wind. Scoot over, and I'll sit down with you. I only hope you know where you're taking us with that uranium sample of yours, old-timer.
0: Don't worry, Doc. Soon as we get over the top of Fishball Mountain, that Jiger counter of yours will start clicking off the millions. It's there, I tell you. Plenty more rock like this little unlucky piece of mine.
2: Well, come on. What are we waiting for? Let's go, Fatson. Oh, well, not yet. not yet. I got to get my wind back. Oh, you're just a city boy, Lord Bucket. I'm used to this kind of country myself. Ha! Ah. In fact, this reminds me a lot of a sheep ranch my Uncle Sycamore had out in Wyoming when I was a kid. Ten thousand and one acres of mountain country, just like this. What was the
0: one acre for?
2: That was the flat part, the one with the ranch house on it. The rest was all straight up and down.
0: Sounds like mighty tall country, son. Sounds like a mighty tall story, too.
2: Uncle Sycamore grazed five thousand head of the finest sheep in the West on that land. They grew big, thick coats of wool, eight or ten inches long, every year. And every year he didn't make a nickel. Why not? Because every year when it come time to shear them sheep, I'd go up and down the mountain and round them up, and every year I'd find them sheep hairless, sheared right down to their pink, wrinkled little skins and looking as naked as a nest full of jaybirds. Sounds like sheer nonsense to me. Well, sir, finally one year I trailed them sheep when we put them out to graze. Checked them in April, and they had a million-dollar crop of wool on them, long and curly. First of May, still okay. I stayed with them. I kept myself hid, and I watched them moving down the canyon. Well, come on, come on, get to the point. Well, sir, one Sunday morning in May, the flock turned up a little box canyon that the sides of it were all full of caves, and there's where it happened. What happened? Turn out they were old sheep and just losing their hair? Nope. Wool rustlers steal it, Johnny? Nope. Don't tell me it was the nylon people. Come on, who was stealing the wool? Doc, it was moths. What? Yes, oh! Sir. Thousands of moths came swarming out of them caves like a cloud. I thought at first they were bats, about the size of small eagles, as I recall. Been getting fat for years, of course, on Uncle Sycamore's sheep's wool. Oh, for the love. They loans. swooped down on that flock like a tornado. And all you could hear was the clicking sounds of millions of moth teeth chomping on wool. And ten minutes later, they swooped back into their caves and left them sheep there pink and shivering with less wool on them than a dime store sock. Grab your stuff. Let's get up the mountain.
0: Set still, Doc. This is fascinating. Oh. What'd you do, Johnny? What'd you do? Run? Nope.
2: I sat there and I says to myself, I says, what do you fight moths with? I says, flyswatter? Nope. You fight a moth with a flame, actually. So I went down into Moth Canyon that night. Always called it Moth Canyon after that. And I built me a string of brush fires. When them moths seen the light, they come flying straight into the flame. Now, I'm telling you, inside of 15 minutes, there wasn't a moth left in Moth Canyon. Bravo. In fact, there wasn't a sheep left either. Fire kind of got away from me. But I've been known around there ever since as the guy that made Moth Canyon safe for sheep. And you know to this day, every year on a Sunday in May, all the little towns around there get together, in my honor, and they celebrate Mother's Day. Isn't that a... Now, now, hey, now, don't go home. Wait a minute, I'll come... Come on, up the hill. Let's go. Come
1: on. Come <laughs> on. Fun with the McGee shortly. Great changes have taken place in America during the past dozen years. Changes that assure Americans a longer life, a better job, and a higher standard of living than we've ever known. In these past dozen years, America has enjoyed an almost miraculous expansion which has brought new homes, new highways, new schools, new hospitals, yes, even new cities. What does this mean? In a nutshell, it means that the future of America is secure. The overall trend of employment and earnings has been spectacularly upward, and it must continue upward in order to keep pace with ever-increasing demand. More homes and highways are still needed, more schools and hospitals, more industry and equipment, and more electrical energy to supply America's ever-expanding needs. If you'd like to learn more about the opportunities ahead, write to Box 1776, Grand Central Station, New York City, for the free booklet, The Future of America. That's Box One Seven Seven Six Grand Central Station, New York City.
2: Oh, timer! How much further is it?
0: Well, now let me see. I think, uh, yep, we can stop right here, fellers. I recognize the place, and this is it.
2: Well, oh, at last! Oh, great! I'm sure this is a spot. How can you tell? By the geographic contours or by geometric triangulation between the mountain peaks? Nope.
0: By these old pork and beans cans. Huh? Nobody opens a pork and beans can the way I used to open a pork and beans can. See the teeth marks? Mine.
2: Hmm. Well, I'm hungry enough to open one the same way right now.
0: Okay, Johnny. I'll start a fire and break out the grub.
2: Yeah, I want to look around a little. Where'd you do your digging around here, you remember? Yeah, where'd you find that unlucky piece of yours?
0: Can't remember just which hole I dug it out of, but you'll find test holes all around here. I was busy in a gopher and an air raid. Careful you don't break a leg in one of them. The nearest doctor is at least a hundred miles.
2: The nearest doctor? What am I, an undertaker? Gamble, there's been lots of talk on that subject back in Wistful Vista. But out here in the wide open spaces, let's leave that kind of talk behind. Give me that Geiger and let's start counting. I will not. I bought it and I'm going to use it. Okay, we'll both use it. Here, I'll carry the box and you can lower the Geiger tube down the test hole. That's mighty big of you, McGee. I'm a big man in these parts. Let's go. And mind you, don't plant a foot in a hole and snap a leg. There ain't a doctor within a hundred miles. you... <laughs> Are you sure? Just listen, I'll turn it on again. The meter's so high, I'm afraid it'll blow up. See how the neon light's going. Boy, it's winking like a regiment of G.I.'s passing Marilyn Monroe. Turn it off a second. Let's creep cruel and plan now. I mean, according to the Geiger counter, there's uranium by the glore down in that crack in the rocks. And the farther we lower the tube, the hotter it gets. You don't think it's your wristwatch? Radium dial on your wristwatch will make it do that. Where is your wristwatch? I left it back at the camp so it wouldn't give us any trouble. Good. You, you don't think maybe it's the machine, this Geiger counter? Maybe it's cockeyed or something. I tested it just now, didn't I? Yeah, you yeah. saw me with the sample that came with it. No, I tell you, this is it, McGee. My hunch paid off. What you mean, your hunch? I had this all figured out complete before you pried your nose into the deal. If anybody deserves the credit for this, okay, I'm Okay, gonna... you take the credit. Let me have the cash, that's all. A third of the cash, you oh, mean? Oh, there'll be enough to go around for the four of us. What do you mean, the four of us? There's just I and you and the old-timer. You forget our unseen partner, Uncle Sam. Besides, this is Uncle Sam's land we found it on, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Doc, how much do you think we'll make out of this? Millions, huh? All I want is enough so I can tell Mrs. Clopton H. Clopton where she can go jump. Who's she? Patient? My most impatient patient. Yeah. She pays well, but she's one large continual pain. To me, that is. Yeah. That woman comes into my office, and when I ask her what's wrong, she says, I'm not sure, doctor, what's new. <laughs> and when you get enough money ahead? The first thing I'm going to do is tell Mrs. Clopton that she better find another doctor, preferably a tree surgeon, to look after her shingles. Ooh, I can hardly wait. What are you going to do with your money? Well, gosh, this happened so fast, I haven't had time to think how to spend more than half a million or so, but maybe Molly will have some ideas. Hey, boy, it's clouding up. <laughs> I've been too excited to notice. Here comes the old timer. Wait till we tell him the good news.
0: Got some bad news, boy. Pack up and let's go home. What? Bad news? You remember this little old unlucky piece of mine? The one that got that Jiger counter a shimmying like my sister Kate? Of course.
2: Max, that's, that's what brought us all the way out here.
0: Well, I just remembered where I found it.
2: Yeah, where? Down in this big crack in the rock right here? Nope. It was
0: over in the White Signal District in Grant County, New Mexico. What? The only thing I got from working this
2: claim was new mowing you. I got news for you, boy. This Geiger counter says we just located uranium by the ton. Millions of it. You ought to hear this thing, old timer. The place is loaded.
0: Well, I don't know, Doc. All I ever got out of here was new mowing you.
2: Well, get some stakes, somebody. I'll boy, start it's starting to out... rain hard.
0: Run for the sleeping bags, boys. That's how I got my new mowing you.
1: We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. You're invited to play a different kind of quiz game tomorrow here on NBC. It's a panel program called News Game. And it's the best and entertaining and informative listening. For a half hour of amusing questions and answers, try News Game tomorrow. Another Wednesday evening quiz you'll enjoy is Spend a Million. Joey Adams is the genial MC, and he has the thoroughly unusual job of helping contestants spend a million dollars in a hurry. Don't miss Spend a Million. Then there's a fast and funny visit with the one, the only Groucho Marx in a show called The Best of Groucho. Enjoy an evening of fun for the entire family tomorrow evening with News Game, Spend a Million, and the Best of Groucho. And by the way, remember that next month is September, and that means Lux Radio Theater on NBC. It's radio's greatest dramatic show bringing you Hollywood's favorite stars. You'll hear it every Tuesday beginning September 14th.
2: timer, how long do the rains usually last around here, millionaire?
0: Oh, anywhere from a couple of hours to a couple of weeks. Why'd you ask, millionaire?
2: This sleeping bag is starting to leak. <laughs> have to buy me a solid gold sleeping bag when I get back to town. Waterproof. Ah, me. I <sighs> wonder what the poor people are doing tonight, Ducky. Sleeping under a roof, probably. Huh? Yeah. Well, good night, millionaires. Good night, Good night, all. all.
1: River, McGee, and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald who wonders, have the prospectors actually found uranium this time? Will they become millionaires? Well, tune in tomorrow night and see... Get behind the headlines to the heart of the news on most NBC radio stations.